Hello, good afternoon. This is Harriet Westmore with the More Self-Discovery Podcast. This is a podcast where we discuss a variety of topics that will lead you on the path to self-discovery. I'm your host, Harriet Westmore, and I'm so glad you guys are here to join us. We have a good uh, show today. I'm so excited. Um, We have a fellow podcaster. She has a podcast called The Purpose Leader Podcast. She is an author. She is a life coach. And um, her name is Francesca McDowell. And she's from the UK, you guys. So I am very, very um, excited and pleased um, to have her. She is um, uh, a survivor or she her program is about the topic of surviving spiritual abuse. So this is a very sensitive topic, but yet a topic that needs to be discussed nonetheless. So I am so happy that um, Francesca decided to, um, you know, come on my platform and talk to her, talk to us about uh, what is spiritual abuse. And it's like I said, it is a sensitive topic. So those who are, you know, maybe triggered, I'm giving you, you know, um, warning to, you know, please take care of yourself mentally. And uh, because we want to, you know, provide the information, but we also want you to be mentally healthy as well. So Francesca, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me, Harry. It's great to be here. Thank you. So kind of give us a background of how you became um, your mission as far as helping others with surviving um, spiritual abuse. First of all, let's, because I know back in our initial um, interview, you kind of uh, gave a, a, a distinction between church hurt and spiritual abuse. So can you tell us about what's the distinction? Yeah, absolutely. So as human beings, because we are imperfect, we sadly do hurt people. And so when we hurt people, sometimes more, it's always by accident, right? We may accidentally rub someone up the wrong way or someone gets offended with us, you know, and the difference between, so church hurt happens because we're human beings, we're imperfect and we're in the same environment. And so misunderstandings are going to happen. Whereas spiritual abuse is more about an intent to harm. Mm-hmm that's where I would say there's a defining factor. And so all spiritual abuse is church hurt, but not all church hurt is spiritual abuse. Okay. So, you know, if somebody is offended because somebody didn't say hello to them, right. Mm -hmm. And they were hurt by that. Well, yeah, that is hurtful, but it's very different when someone sets out to harm somebody else through a form of abuse. Gotcha. So what is your um, experience with um, spiritual abuse? Sure. So, my story is a little bit different in the sense that I didn't actually know that what I had experienced was spiritual abuse until after I had left a particular church environment. And so I was just chatting with a new pastor of the church I was attending. And when I was sharing with him some stories, he said, you know, that's spiritual abuse. And I was like, so it was one of those, you get a fresh insight into some, some parts of your past. And so the church I was in, which was very unhealthy, there was Mm -hmm. a lot of controlling behaviors we were told I was a trainee minister at the time and we were told what we could and what we couldn't do. We were pretty much banned from visiting other churches and attendances. Mm. You know, there was lots of, there was a culture of you go to God through the leadership, mm-hmm. right? You hear from God through the past. And so it's always filtered that way. There were threats in relation to if people leave the church, you know, they're going to be cursed and God's not going to be happy with them. And lots and lots of information and ideology was kind of dripped through throughout the year. So those were some of the the culture, I would say, 
um, that happened. And, and one significant event that happened, um, you know, several years ago was I had spoken to the pastor about a particular situation and he said that the only way to, for there to be reconciliation between me and him and me and God was if I paid a sin offering. So a financial amount of money in order to get forgiveness. And because of, you know, when when you're in a church community, you foster relationships with Mm -hmm. your leadership and you believe what they say because they're representing God. Right. And particularly when it's been months and years long, there's a very strong bond there there's respect there there's wow I've seen this person pray for so many people I've seen you know them being used by God so Mm. in some extent there's no way in your mind you would think that they would then say things that are wrong and so because of who said it as a grown adult I went to the ATM withdrew a you know a certain amount of money and paid um and now I understand that that was incorrect because that was about what happened in the Old Testament under some of the Levitical laws. And actually it was someone who said to me, so was what Jesus did not big enough or not worthy enough to pay the price for sin? You know, mm-hmm. so that was very painful to realize that I had been financially manipulated by somebody wow. who at the time I had a lot of respect and care for because of the role that they had in my life. Right. So one of the um, signs did you see, I mean, did you, was it, and I think I've asked you before, um, do you find um, a lot of these uh, spiritual type abuses in large churches or um, small churches or does it matter? I think they're found in every sort of church, you know, and one of the things we have to be careful is not to associated with one type of church because then we fail mm-hmm. to see it in so many different other churches now I do think it shows up differently in different types of churches and communities mm-hmm. but from the people that I have been supporting since I've gone public with some of the things that have happened to me it's in all churches all denominations all colors all communities all classes mm-hmm. of individuals as well wow so um as far as do you see find that uh, the, one of the tell signs are the uh, the the leadership and how they dress? Are the do they are they flamboyant or do they keep talking about well you got to sow a seed quote unquote sow a seed in order to receive blessings or w- what are some of the telltale signs that you think? Yeah, that's a really interesting question actually that I don't think I've ever really um, thought about or been asked in terms of what they wear. But mm-hmm. what I will say is that often leaders who are spiritually abusive are incredibly believable they're mm-hmm. they're quite big characters people are drawn to them they're very charismatic mm-hmm. because when people abuse they don't always abuse everybody often mm-hmm. it's a select few they pick on the vulnerable but they pick on those who they will know will maybe adhere to their mm-hmm. maybe grooming tactics as well so absolutely they are often charismatic and people tend to look up to them and respect them they're also very good communicators they have a way of wording things of, I would say, invoking emotions in people that, again, draw people to them and oftentimes for unhealthy reasons. Mm-hmm. And then with respect to the other part of the question, absolutely, that we see that a lot where people are told to sow a seed and it's attached to a financial blessing or it's attached to God doing something. And actually, then you also see people who are shamed for not sowing an offering or for not giving a big sacrifice, because the way in which it is done is also very public. And so 
you know, in, in, in the book I've written called Surviving Spiritual Abuse, I do detail often what happens in a lot of churches where they'll say from the front, you know, there's 10 of you here who I believe need to sow a thousand dollars and come to the front and then they'll mm-hmm. sort of bring it down when they realize that maybe people aren't willing to sow. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that is very, very common. And I, I do believe in giving offering, but it should be at your free will. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. We shouldn't be bending people's arms or encouraging them to get into debt to give. Yeah. Right. Do you, um, have you seen any of the churches that are, meet the needs of the people um, as far as any type of social services work? You know, um, because I found there are a lot of churches um, that are well known, but half of their congregations are, you know, living, you know, pretty much either above poverty or just right on the line, but they're willing to give because of their you know they look up to their pastor or their leadership yeah Yeah, absolutely again I think it's quite mixed so on the one hand some of these churches they tick a lot of the boxes in terms of social justice feeding the poor Mm -hmm. helping those who are disenfranchised at the same time some of the people are struggling because they've given above and beyond their means or they've been asked to take out financial loans or commitments in order to serve the church because of mismanagement of funds, you know, so it's very, very complex. And I often feel challenged because you think, well, hey, but these adults made a choice of their own free will to go and give this money. But did they have a choice? Because when information is fed in such a way that you feel like, oh, my goodness, if I don't, all these things might happen to me, you're Mm -hmm. coerced. And so then we think about coercive control. So that is quite prevalent. So how do you um, come out of that um, environment? What are some of the ways that people can, you know, kind of think back to, based on what you're um, talking, you're the telltale, the flags, how can they go through the process of kind of um, getting out safely? Because I know, you know, there could be implications if you just, you know, just yeah. leave. Yeah, absolutely. And so in my personal circumstance, actually God told me it was time to go and I didn't necessarily... I wanted to go, but I was scared to leave the church. Mm -hmm. Then the way God told it to me, it was so distinct that I couldn't fail to obey what he had said. And so in my leaving, there was a lot of challenge because the leadership said, you didn't hear from God. God would never tell you that. Why would he? And there was lots of strong messaging that I was in the wrong, quite frankly. And on, on the day we had a meeting, I was some very negative and harmful things were said to me. And thankfully, I did have a small small support system. And so I think if you are wanting to leave a church, depending on your roles or your responsibilities, Mm -hmm. I would say it's still helpful to leave respectfully and let someone know you are no longer going to be here. You're no longer going to be serving in this capacity. But then knowing that if that's what you choose to do, well, then you make that decision and you go even if people are not agreeing with it or they're saying well but look at everyone who's gone and looks look at what's happened to them as well Mm -hmm. it's remembering that god is not just found in one church right he is omniscient and omnipresent and actually there are some incredibly healthy churches and leaders out there and so we must remember that we can't be controlled into staying in an environment which is not adding and helping our spiritual growth or helping our journey because for many people in these environments 
they get burnt out, they're exhausted, they become resentful and angry and all of those emotions, they're not really helping you grow spiritually. Right. You right. know? And often I always, sometimes it's easier to see it in other people than to see it in, in ourselves. And I think having the courage to share with somebody, maybe even concerns that you may have that actually my church is doing this or I've been made to do this or the leadership is saying all of these things, having the courage to share your story with somebody in a safe environment may give you a different insight because Mm -hmm. when it's us, we kind of make excuses for why this is happening or why it's going. But then I, I always say to myself, so if that was happening to your best friend, everything you've told me how would you feel about that wow yeah to give a different perspective on exactly what is going on wow so talk to us about the restart program sure so I left the church I was in like I said several years ago and then in 2020 just before we went into lockdown or quarantine Mm -hmm. here in the UK I was in church and I always say I was like minding my own business (laughs) worshiping and I just saw the words surviving spiritual abuse and in my spirit I knew that God wanted me to write this book although Mm -hmm. I didn't want to I was very hesitant to it was very overwhelming I knew that that's what he wanted and so I started and wrote my book in 2020 and then in the publishing process I had such a strong conviction that I'm to do a coaching program so I'm a qualified coach and run a business in you know as my day job but Mm -hmm. I was arguing the Lord and saying but people who've gone through abuse they need counseling they need therapy you know that's what I have that's what they need and then I began to understand that counseling is important and Mm -hmm. it is necessary but one of the challenges that it always brings people back to you know a pretty even keel and they should be, be able to function well whereas coaching as you all know has the power to pull people into a future right right it has the power to show them their potential and bring out this limitless thinking. And so as a qualified coach, I worked with a qualified psychotherapist to create the Restart Therapeutic Coaching Program. And it's basically a program to support people start the healing journey after they've gone through spiritual abuse. And then within the same Restart project, I also do a lot on social media. I've got a book. I've got another one that I'm writing about the healing journey specifically. And just give provide people space to talk about it. I would say often there's a lot of shame in in this area because of what's happened to us, but also mm-hmm. it's a shameful thinking that these are people who we've looked up to and we've respected and things have happened. Absolutely. And so, yeah, every two months I provide a Let's Talk event just on Zoom using Eventbrite for people to book on just to give people space to share their story. And we've had people from all over the world attend um, and they feel heard. They feel like they're not alone in this journey because spiritual abuse is sadly a lot more common than we recognize. Absolutely. And that's a wonderful idea um, of having um, working in partnership with the uh, psychotherapist or or a counselor, because like you said, I mean, it's, you know, people don't want to go back to the childhood. I mean, you know, and then just dwell on that. They want to kind of move forward. Okay. Understand what happened in my childhood or in the past what can I do? I want to move forward. What can I do in the future? And I think that's where, you know, coaching comes in. And I think the two is, you know, partner, it it works well um, in getting over the past, but then you're going to the, you know, for the present and to the future. So that, that, that's a wonderful, you you have a wonderful program. And let me, and let let me just say this. Um, 
for those of us who are in the women of color or per persons of color community, um, me being African-American, you know, churches, that's our current cornerstone. Yeah. That's what we, you know, and to, you do not talk about your pastor at all. <laughs> you know, they are like, uh, you know, our leader, you know, that's, that's been our, that's part of our culture. You do not talk about your pastor. Your pastor is the anointed one. Um, and it's, you know, our churches is our cornerstone of our community. But if you are being abused spiritually and, and the, the way that you've described is just right to the T, they'll, you know, abuse you financially, mentally, uh, you know, chastise you in front of the church and everything, you know, it, it's very hard to, you know, to leave that because that's part of your, you know, your grandmother, your great grandmother, you know, it goes on in generations that the church is part of your, that's part of our yeah, culture. Absolutely. So, um, you know, it, 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 we, it, it has to be talked about. Um, we have to yeah. acknowledge that it, this is happening and it's not just in our, you know, African-American communities, it's all over. But I'm saying particularly because me being African-American and um, or, you know, any persons of color, we all know that our, you know, our DNA and our history is, is our church. Yes. So, yeah. So, and I, I love that you shared that point because you're right. It's so much beyond just us going to church on a Sunday. This is our family this is our life. Like you said, you could have been there third, third, fourth generation. And then to break that tradition and leave and then expose possibly what's happened, that can be deeply damaging. And at the same time, if we don't speak out, if we don't raise the awareness, who knows how many other people are impacted and affected and everyone's in their own corner, not realizing that actually this is something that we need, that we need to really share and disclose and so for some people I definitely think they need to escalate their concerns and make formal complaints and depending on the nature even possibly go to authorities absolutely yeah and for other people maybe it's actually more about leaving making it known and then just focusing on their own healing journey so it is different for different people but when there are things that are done that are illegal in the house of God my goodness that is so much in contradiction to who Christ is absolutely it is and, you know, we're going to get the backlash, you know, you know, God is going to, you know, that's not, you're supposed to be, you know, you're not supposed to be talking about this and all this, and you're going to get, you know, you may lose friends, Oh, yeah. even some, even some family members, to be honest, but, you know, you have that conviction. God will give you the conviction. God will give you the, 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 the support. Um, there's always a ram in the bush yeah. and, you know, if he, if you feel in your heart that what the situation that you're in is not fulfilling to you in the way Christ says want you to be fulfilled, then he will open that door for you, that path for you to, you know, move on and, and get out of that situation because yeah. it's imperative, you know, not only physically, but mentally. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And like I said, we have to realize that God is everywhere and there are some amazing churches and also community and fellowship. And I am aware that for some people, it's a struggle to then get back into church community. Mm -hmm. But the Bible speaks about fellowshipping with other believers. And if at home Bible study is the right thing for you in this season, well, then, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, I would say. Absolutely. Well, Francesca, how can people get a hold of you if they want to reach out to you? 
Yeah. So the best way is probably through social media. So I'm here on Facebook and Instagram. It's at ssa.restart. That's at ssa.restart, which stands for surviving spiritual abuse and then dot restart for the name of the program. I do have a website called www.survivingspiritualabuse.com or you can Google my name and find me somewhere else. I will definitely have that in the show notes for everybody um, who are listening on any any type of podcast platform, but also how do they connect to you with your, um, your podcast? Yeah. So my podcast is on Spotify and it's called the purpose leader podcast. I did season one last year and season two will be coming out in the next month or two. Please subscribe to her podcast. Um, I'm sure, you know, you will get a, not only the support, um, but a great wealth of information. So final words, um, what would you say to people who are trying to, um, who are listening and are uh, just kind of resonating with what you're saying? Sure. I would firstly say that you are so loved and known and seen. And this isn't the end of the story. No matter what's happened, no matter what you've gone through, it was wrong and it wasn't what was deserving but there can be an absolute incredible journey of healing that will bring you into a new place a new environment with new people and a closer walk with with God and so I I personally think that I'm a testimony you know mm. a testament to what God how God can heal somebody I hated church I hated leadership I mm. was so upset with everything and everybody and now I'm actively serving in church and serving in this ministry as well because of God's patience and his grace and his healing and so definitely look look toward that amen amen thank well, you Francesca so thank you so much for um, being a, a guest on the podcast and like I said please subscribe to her uh, podcast channel the purpose leader podcast on you can hear it on any Spotify or any other plat, uh, yeah. podcast platform that you listen to and also uh, I will like I said I will have her all her um, social media information in the show notes so please follow her on Instagram um, check out her website um, and you also have a book Yes, that people yep. can also purchase. Yep. So I'll make sure, sure that you hit it. Yep. Surviving spiritual abuse. Wow. Let's support yep. her. I mean, you are phenomenal and we, we appreciate you so much. So thank you so much for being a guest. Thank you so much for having me and for again, raising, having the opportunity to raise the awareness and hopefully impact other lives. So thank you so much. All right. You guys take care of yourself. Thank you for listening to the More Self-Discovery podcast. If you enjoy this episode and would like to listen to prior episodes, please go to Spotify, iHeart, or any of the platforms of podcasting and hit that subscribe button. Also, if you would like to visit our website, our website is www.moreselfdiscovery.com. And that's more, M-O-O-R-E, self-discovery.com. Dot com.